Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the March 16th edition of the PFF forecast. We thought about doing this on uh day after St. Patrick's Day, but that would not have been a good look. I heard you party pretty hard. Well, St. Patrick's Day is my wife's birthday. That's what, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, no, actually, somebody today, Green beer. somebody today was asking if free agency started a week earlier. And I said, no, actually, because last year we took George out for his birthday the week the week before his birthday. <laughs> and now uh, we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about the best and worst free agency signings. Um, there's some really interesting stuff that's gone on. We haven't talked about Brady yet. Um, and we're going to talk about team futures in the context of what's going to happen with Watson, Mayfield, what has happened with Brady. So a lot of really interesting stuff there. There's a few draft futures that uh, my main man Eric over here has found some value on. Uh, and we may or may not have an appearance from Ball Sack or just whack. Let's rock. Funniest thing is that the Brady conversation, you know, the the fact that he blew up the internet happened like 30 minutes after we recorded our last podcast. So it feels like we've talked about it just because everyone's beaten it in into uh, the ground like a dead a dead horse here. Uh, but we actually haven't. And I do think my initial reaction. I'll save this for later. I'll save this for later. We're gonna talk futures. Let's talk best signings first. Best free agency signings. Yeah. So if you want to go to pff.com. Um, we have a free agent tracker. We have a free agent grader. And I just go through and make sure that like we don't have too many like above averages. Like I mm -hmm. just am looking at like the distributions. But there is one interesting one because I agree with this at first blush mm -hmm. as an elite signing. Mm -hmm. But I do want to pull back a little bit mm. and maybe and maybe ask if the Chargers are going to get their money's worth here. JC Jackson, five years, 80, 82 yeah. million, 40 million guaranteed. Now, it's not 20 million a year. Mm -hmm. It's not resetting the market for corners, I don't believe. But JC Jackson, there's enough kind of like to explain away some of his success in New England, isn't mm -hmm. there? Because like when you look at like even you look at like the tracking data or something, you know, Gilmore was manning more territory, but he was so good at it. The teams were throwing into smaller areas to JC <laughs> Jackson, which obviously was going to make him more successful. Yep. His statistics. Last year, no Gilmore, but you actually look at the New England passing games that they faced. So if you look like, uh, you know, you're talking about the Jets twice. You're talking about the the um, 
You're talking about the uh, Miami Dolphins twice. You're looking at a Saints team with Jameis Winston, uh, you know, a Houston Texans team, uh, you know, the Panthers, the Browns when, when Baker Mayfield was struggling, mm -hmm. uh, the Falcons when Matt Ryan without Cordero Patterson. So, like, I look and say, okay, what is the chance that J.C. Jackson is as good as this contract with the Chargers? And I actually think, even though I think he's a great player, I think that maybe that signing ends up not necessarily being as impactful as the money is, as the money states. So there's two things. The first is you can basically just look at sentiment on Twitter. And when everyone is overwhelmingly positive about something, you, there should be a little bit of red flag. I'll give you an example of that, by the way, that has just been overwhelmingly proven. Remember when Cleo Mack got traded to the Bears? Yeah. Find one person on Twitter that didn't think that that was the greatest, you know, yeah. uh, trade in, all, in history for the Bears. And obviously it was not. So everyone overwhelmingly positive about the Chargers and about the Jackson signing. It's interesting because his best PFF grade came last year, you know, mm -hmm. and actually up until last year, it had grades in the high 60s. And you could have made the argument that, oh, yeah, he's playing his data points, you know, his low passer rating when targeted is a function of the fact that he's playing besides Stephon Gilmore and the grade doesn't really back it up. But now the grade does a much better job. Top 10 um, yeah. most valuable corner. The question would be, and I think you pose it well, okay, but he's playing in a scheme that does a great job for corners. We've seen that traditionally. But then I'll come back and I'll say, okay, if you're not playing for Belichick, you're playing for Brandon Staley, you know? Yeah. And so my question back to you is, does he need to get the full value out of that contract for it to be a really good signing? Because of exactly what you talked about last week on the show, right? No, they don't need the that. That's the that's the benefit here. It's like I, I said this today on another show. Is on. It's like oh, you're on when you show. when you have a, when you have a rookie deal quarterback, you're disgusting. You are like <laughs> you are like the New York Yankees. Yeah. So like you you're a big baseball fan, and I'm, well, I'm a huge baseball. I'm gonna fan. I'm gonna hit that. Well, so glad they're you, back. You were a big baseball fan. I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit a name that you're gonna love. Okay. When the Yankees signed Carl Pavano and he was terrible. Oh my God. They, who could they, they could, <laughs> like, did it cripple the Yankees franchise? I, the odds of Carl Pavano getting mentioned yes. on this well, here illustrious he sport. To, he came to my twins. You know who will appreciate that? that? Everyone at the syndicate will appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. We have knowledgeable listeners. Yeah. So, Carl so, Pavano, where did he play before the Yankees? Uh, was it the Marlins? So, so, so that, so my point, and then, and then he went to the twins and mm -hmm. he was actually the twins ace, which yeah. just shows you the, the, the Tells depth of the that twins. franchise. And, but like the Yankees, what did, what did the Yankees do when they signed Carl Pavano or Kevin Brown? And he was freaking terrible. They just, <laughs> Kevin Brown, by the way, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. Remember how excited Yankees fans yeah. were for that? What did the, what did the Yankees do when they signed they, a bat? They just signed somebody they just else. They signed someone else. Yeah. The, the, when you have a Justin Herbert on a rookie deal. You can just sign like he doesn't. All these guys don't have to hit, right? Mm -hmm. Justin Reed for the Chiefs, paying their quarterback on a full deal, he's got to hit. Chandler Jones for the Raiders, when you pay Derek Carr that mm -hmm. money, mm -hmm. it's got to hit, right? Yeah. And so, I, I so my my where I'm threading the needle here. And look, J.C. Jackson statistics. I mean, you look at what, 307 passes into his tar into his coverage in four years, 159 completed. That's 52 percent. 
10 touchdowns, 25 picks, yeah. 28 pass breakups. Um, he did have 15 penalties his first two years. That's obviously an issue. But, like, he doesn't have to be that great. The question is, I don't think he's the Jalen Ramsey of this defense. And I don't think Asante Samuel Jr. is the Jalen Ramsey of this defense. I think they're going to have to do something different than what the Rams do with Ramsey. But I that's my only worry. is like, if you, if you take an autopsy of the Chargers in two years and they don't win the Super Bowl, they don't, they don't mm. achieve the glory that you would expect from a team with a great quarterback on a rookie deal, where is the autopsy coming from? I, I could I could see it looking back and saying, oh, the J.C. Jackson contract, he wasn't necessarily – he was being paid like Stephon Gilmore, but he ended up being, you know, like a Trevarius mm-hmm. Ward for your mm-hmm. Niners type of player. Yeah. That, that's kind of where I'm – that's kind of – I'm not saying he's going to bust. I'm just saying I, I – like you said, when I look and everybody's universally happy about a signing, I just faded a little bit in my own mind. The way that the – It'll be interesting. The autopsy on the Chargers is going to be very interesting, right? They have, in my opinion, on Sunday, before they got Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson, the most talented team in the division, uh, the best division in the NFL now without Russell Wilson on the NFC in the NFC West, they now unequivocally have that. And it makes sense because the other two quarterbacks on great teams, Wilson and Mahomes, are being paid a hell of a lot more money, right? Patrick Mahomes is being paid what eight x what Rand, Justin Randy Herbert Gregory, is. Randy Gregory better freaking perform, yes, because if not, it's a, it's a huge issue. If you had to guess, I was going to ask you what Carl Pavano's career ERA was, <laughs> but that's less. Actually, actually, I think I, I mean, Carl Pavano's career ERA. Okay, hold on. If you get within two tenths of an earned run point, I will. I will buy you. Uh, I'll let you buy me one less steak. Dinner. I'll buy you a drink. Four point three three. Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? I I, wa- I was a stat nerd. Stop. <laughs> fuck you. You looked this up. No. Like there's nothing there. You looked this up before. You knew no. that Carl Anthony Pavano was going to be. What was his ERA? Four point three nine. Yeah, because he had one year. So this that's, is how bad. That's I am. bananas. He had one year with the Twins where he had an ERA of like. He had a, 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 a he had a shutout in the last game of the season, so that mm-hmm. they only lost ninety nine games. Yeah, and his ERA was like three point nine three or something like, like barely crossed it. He had another year where it was like three point eight something, but then his his year with the now they're called the Generals or whatever the Cleveland yeah. Guardians yeah, yeah. was like a five ERA. Yeah, like he great. he was a privilege that was for sure. He threw some moon balls though. Um, here here's a yeah. See, I don't watch baseball anymore, but I still remember this shit. Um. What was what pitch was he known for? A sinker. He was God. a sinker guy. Come on. He was, the, the twins were the the twins were the quintessential pitch to contact team. My graduate school years were MLB.tv in the evenings just right, to make sure that I wasn't doing math baseball. thirty hours a day. We talked about way Here, too much baseball. Okay, so here's and we were going to talk about futures a little bit ago, but what we've seen and this is this is significant actually because um, I want to bring it back to your question about the AFC West. The Chiefs opened, you know, basically minus 110, minus 120 this offseason to win the West, and that would be their seventh straight AFC West title. They are currently plus 150. This is the first time since Patrick Mahomes, 
you know, since he was starting that they've not been favored against the field, mm-hmm. right? Like they're underdogs against the field right now. Yep. Um, the Broncos are plus, and these are actually different. Shop around because they're different on FanDuel. On FanDuel, the Broncos and the Chargers have equal odds to win the AFC West. On DraftKings, it's not the same. Uh, the Broncos are 2-1. to one. The Chargers are plus 275. So there is like a significant gap here. And yeah, the difference is, I guess FanDuel listens to our podcast. I, I, and, and like two, plus 275 is probably where I'd, I'd stop betting. Like I have 400, I have plus 350. They're sharp. I, I need the Raiders are 10 to 1. By the way, we got this, uh, this interesting comment on our podcast basically, like, you guys, all you guys do is going to doubt the Raiders, and all they do is prove you wrong. I'm like, I'm sorry. The Raiders have not won the a- AFC West since 2002. Also, you were. I said the, 10%. You were, you were the closest thing to getting like a Raiders tattoo last year. I mean, you love the Raiders. I bet the Raiders to win the fucking division. I bet, I bet they're over six and a half for the limit on like two books. I, I, I yeah, and and we said the Bear of Antigua was heavy. They they Raiders said over. they said um, I said ten percent. They're ten to one. That's nine percent. Like technically, I should be betting the Raiders right now. You know, not everyone in the syndicate is a believer from day one. True, true. You know, and, but so, and so we what do you think of these all. odds? So, do you think that these odds are fair now, or do would you still bet LA the, until the, they got to the, the Broncos char- number? The Chargers and the Broncos should not have different odds to win the division. I could make a stronger case for the Chargers having better odds than the Broncos. I, the Broncos have a new head coach, a new quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. those are two new things. And by the way, the better quarterback. Plays in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, before I, I, I'm trying to think of the reasoning for that. Maybe they're hoping that Von Miller, you know, comes back, but I don't know that that's not with Randy Gregory coming in. The, the fan, the, sorry, the FanDuel odds are Chiefs plus 120, which is the 45% mm-hmm. we were talking about last time. Chargers are plus 260, Broncos are plus 260. And then the Raiders are 10 to 1. So essentially what FanDuel believes is that the Kansas City Chiefs still have more cachet than the DraftKings odds do. Um, the the thing I will say there is I the the hard part with the Chiefs is that like to me, and I could be wrong, but I think this is the year that the Chiefs don't do as much restructuring of deals. Mm-hmm. Like I think they let the thing breathe a little bit so that they don't have to like if they restructure Chris Jones, they're going to owe Chris Jones thirty six million next year, right? Yeah. So like at some point, you just have to stop doing this stuff yep. and take a look, take a lump every once in a while. And I think that's what Kansas City's doing this year. So I actually agree with the plus one fifty more than I agree with the plus one twenty. I just don't see what the Broncos. And this is the only thing I'll say about the Broncos with 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 uh, Wilson, Aaron Rodgers in 2018, the last year with McCarthy, average time to throw was like 2.9. Yep. 2018, 2019, it was like 2.8. Last two years, the two MVP years, 2.6. Yeah. Russell Wilson has never been below 2.6, and he's mostly been near three. Nathaniel Hackett and Matt LaFleur got Rodgers to sort of commit to a rhythm offense that mm-hmm. made him wonderful. Way better, yeah. And if, if they can get... Russell Wilson to commit to a rhythm offense, I think he's got a chance. I think he's got a chance oh, to to, a, to emerge here. The problem is I don't necessarily think if his ceiling is that of Aaron Rodgers. I still think he's like a step below. 
And this division is not the NFC North. This division has you don't you don't get to play Detroit. Like yeah. you don't get to play Chicago. I mean, the autopsy on this in the next two years, if I had to put money on it, the things that are most likely to show up are the the difference you just talked about. We have a lot of faith in the offensive system in Kansas City. Yeah. We have a lot of faith in the offensive system that is coming to Denver. You know what I do not have faith in? The offensive yeah. system and um I'm going to shout out one of our we, – we shout out our interns a lot, by the way, mm -hmm. members of the syndicate. Um, but uh, our friend Arjun – is it Arjun? Arjun? Arjun. Arjun, uh, who is um, super talented and does some really cool work, and you can go follow him on Twitter, and I encourage you to do so. Um, he created a, an app that looked at um, average depth of target below – or uh, over or below expected. So in other words, were these guys more or less aggressive, you know, based on the situation? Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert has a cannon of an arm. Justin Herbert's expected average depth of target is higher than his actual one. <laughs> he was, to translate that for everyone out there that's curious, he was being neutered on every play by their offensive yeah. system. Yeah, I, I think that that's, and, and that was one of the things, um, you know, that was one of the things where we talked about Herbert and Burrow, mm -hmm. where we sort of, and again, I, I don't like, look, it doesn't matter, right? Who's better who, in our eyes, right? Um, but like one of the reasons I kind of like Burrow was because, you know, there were times when I thought he took it, I think yeah. he took control of the situation and didn't let a bad coordinator ruin his season. I think I'm in a little, I'm, I'm going to retreat a little bit on that because as we talked about in the last podcast, like the Chargers and the Bengals weren't all that different, right? Yeah. Like one, it was like one game better. And, you know, I think the Chargers, if you gave them the same slate of games in the playoffs, might have made the Super Bowl too. Yep. So, but I, I, I do fear that for Herbert because it's not something that had, it's not something that hasn't happened before. At Oregon, Herbert was amazing in the first couple of years. And in the last couple of years, he had people believing he wasn't a first round pick because the scheme was terrible in Oregon and he kind of just went along. Like, Again, I don't know what the agency here is tough, but like he kind of went along with it, kind of the same way he went along with, you know, and, and my, my issue is, is you, you'd like the guy to speak up before he has to convert eight fourth downs on a drive. Yeah, before the, yeah exactly. Like, I mean, there's a little bit of a difference in that the Bengals brought Chase, Jamar Chase in mm -hmm. to where Joe, Joe Burrow could literally be like, fuck it. He's out there somewhere. Yeah. And there's a little bit of that with Mike Williams, certainly, but. You know, I'm not sure that Herbert has gained that kind of rapport yet with any of those receivers. And if you're going to go out there and, and you know, overcome the scheme, you know, you got to have a little bit of that. So um, let's talk let, about the worst draft before we get there. OK, you mentioned that you can go to PFF and see the best uh, signings. You can see the live tracker and you can get the deal grader and our free agency rankings. You can get that for 25 percent off with promo code forecast F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T 25 percent off there's so much great free agency coverage on pff.com I, I like i don't i have not had the time to follow any of this live and every night i've just spent five to ten minutes on pff.com and i know everything i need to know and it's been fantastic not a lot about my niners but you know it's okay um so go check that out and use the 25 percent off now to get a year-long subscription that takes you all the way through next season and if you are betters like all the syndicate are you'll want to get an elite subscription that gives you all of the betting tools uh, that will only be improving this upcoming season all right uh other ones 
Yeah, so I think the worst ones. Um, oh, you want to move right to the worst ones. Yeah, because like, okay. here's the thing. Like, there aren't that many. So I, I, I'm actually kind of. Um, no know, one's winning. <laughs> I'm kind of All impressed. I'm kind of impressed that there's. I think the league is getting a little smarter. And so there are less signings where I'm just like, holy shit, that was horrible. Or, and there's less signings. And like, you know, Timo wrote a great article about the draft where he said there aren't, there aren't steals in the draft, right? Mm -hmm. if, if the whole league decides that this guy's going to fall 10, 10 picks, he's fallen, that's where he's supposed to go. Where, whereas there are reaches. And I think free agency is kind of that way. Like yeah. if the marketplace says this guy is this much money, he's not a steal. Um, but there are bad signings, and a few of them that I'll point out I to mean, you. They're, they're all in, in Jacksonville. <laughs> well, the, the first one's actually in Chicago because when the Bears traded Khalil Mack, I sort of I made a tweet that I said, like, are they going to waste half of Justin Fields' rookie contract? Mm -hmm. And I got a bunch of, like, blowback because they were like, oh, you're they're trading Mack so that they can acquire offense, you freaking idiot. And I'm like, okay, well, I hope so. And the first signing they come out and do is 13.5 APY to Larry Ogunjobi, yeah. an interior defensive lineman, 26.35 uh, guaranteed. A guy where, where who – does that put him in? Uh, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily – like he's obviously not in the – Because it's not anything super crazy, and it's one of those things where you could go, oh, yeah, well, they have just, uh, Justin Fields. But here's the point. It's that a I, top 15 contract okay. for the position. Because like here's it's, the point that I wanted to make with these. So the Bears and the Jaguars both have rookie rookie quarterbacks. Actually, it's a little bit more. It's it's um it's a top like 12 contract. Okay, I'm gonna get on my soapbox here for a second. This I owe an apology. There's an apology I need to make. Okay, I want to apologize <laughs> to the New England Patriots and their fans because. Last year, you guys spent an absurd amount of money on players that I, you know, liken to going and shopping at, at Target, which is a fine store. And the, I, I, I should never have said anything about the Patriots because the Jaguars have come out <laughs> and the Jaguars are out here. The Jaguars are spending real money on fake Rolexes at this point. Well, it's sort and of like... I just don't... I don't get it. I mean, why... Why are you have a rookie quarterback? Go buy him some good things with the money. They're out there. Go get some good players. And and it's not that they've they've taken bad players, but they're overpaying for players that are not stars. Surround your rookie quarterback with stars, man. Like well, it, well especially if you have I like Foye Aluakon as much as the next guy. I loved him coming out of Yale or wherever the hell he came out of. You know, like that was a really cool story. Three for 45, 28 guaranteed. Does, does Foya Luacon's agent like get agent of the year for this? Because, oh my God. I mean, I. Christian Kirk, four for 72. Look, Christian Kirk had a nice couple of weeks for me in fantasy, but are we for real 84 here? 84 with incentives. Christian Kirk contract. So a couple like, a couple like nice like nuggets here. Um, Aluacon, the like Aluacon was priced at fifteen million by a number of teams I talked to, and the main reason, and again, like this is like, we just nod your head and smile. Yeah. But like the main reason is like he led the NFL in tackles. I'm I'm sick. <laughs> like, and they had they got rid of Miles Jack for him, who's like a better linebacker, I yeah. think. Um, the Falcons, by the way, our Falcons drafted three linebackers in. 
the in between 2016 and 2018 that all got like 10 million or more on the market Deion yeah. Jones uh, DeAndre Campbell Devondre Campbell and Foye Luakon um what I think is is so funny about the Jaguars and this is another thing that you get with your PFF subscription which is the improvement index that yeah. um our friend Kevin Cole does every single year and what I think is so funny is like they spent all of this money they're just oozing money and you know they're they're barely halfway to what the Broncos have improved by. They're barely eclipsing the the Chargers who have you know picked up just a couple of players, but done you know the quality of the players that they're picking up. You can buy quantity, yeah, but are you buying quality? If you divided by the amount of money spent, I yeah. would assume that they'd be in the bottom half of the league in this metric. The the other thing that Christian Kirk is so there's a couple of like what I consider showstoppers right now that are happening. Yeah. Christian Kirk, the announcement of his deal basically shut down the wide receiver market, right? Yeah. Because like, you know, the only thing that came after was just uh not just engaged, Russell Gage, Russell Gage was like ten yeah. million a year. Um, and then the the Jags took uh Zay Jones for ten million a year. Other yep. than that, like the Marquez Valdez Scantling, the uh, Allen Robinson, the Juju Smith Schuster, right. the Odell Beckham Jr., the Jarvis Landry's, there that they, they like you know Devonte Adams all got stopped in their tracks because this thing reset the wide receiver yeah. market. Devontae, it's almost like by this metric, Devonte Adams is worth seventy five million dollars. Yeah. Have you a year. seen the movie uh, Molly's Game? Yeah. So it's like the br- bad Brad scene. We're like <laughs> the dumb, the guy who doesn't know how to play poker, yeah, yeah, like yeah. plays a confident, terrible hand and it fucks up the whole table. Everyone's on tilt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, no that's like what the, the, the Jaguars are doing here. Um, but that, that's interesting. Can, I, can, okay. Deshaun Watson is also, is also shop, stopping the market right now. There's a number yeah. of things, the Toronto Armstead thing, <laughs> um, the Baker Mayfield thing, even to a certain extent, like the Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, like all those guys, like that was all the Watson thing kind of made that market less you know, fr- frictionless than it could have been. And and we're less still fluid. dealing with that right now. You know what's funny is it took you this long to get to what I expected to be the worst signing in your mind, which was your buddy Kirk Cousins. You were absolutely Kirk. going through it. Now, let me be clear. A Kansas City Chiefs fan, according to him, Okay, but we've talked about this a bunch. If you're new to this podcast, if you're a new member to the syndicate, let me explain something very important about Eric. Eric is both a Minnesota Vikings fan. I grew up rooting for the Vikings, yes. And a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And the way that I will describe it is he once was in a relationship with the Minnesota Vikings, a very passionate relationship with the Minnesota Vikings. They're no longer together. Except that they always think about each other <laughs> and they can't stop thinking about each other. Uh, and, and, and they must comment on it on Twitter <laughs> all the freaking time. So to see you going through as a Chiefs fan, the Kirk Cousins extension, I told it was you really I was not, something. I told you I was not going to talk about it. I told you. Well, like, we're going to talk about it. Well, to me, like, okay. What do you make of it? It's a, well, okay. So here's the thing. Kwesi Adofa Mensa is the first friend an- of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Of the first analytical first analytics GM in in the league. I would very much like for him to succeed for a number of reasons. I yep. think it's good. I think it would be great for the game. He's also a good person. I would like for him to have success in Minnesota. I also think that there are forces 
you know, that there are forces that are difficult to deal with, which is, you know, it, yeah. And there's, there have been reports of this. I'm not going to necessarily say they're true, but that, that ownership really like ownership preferred cousins to another option. And so there are things that he has to deal with. Now, the question I have is what were the other options? <laughs> what were the other? So reportedly they had a, they, 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 reportedly there was a trade possibly in place with Cleveland, you know, with Mayfield yeah. and a couple of high picks. Uh, I, I've heard reportedly that there was, you know, that, that Kirk's camp, there, there was a, there, there was some expectation that he could move. Um, the, the, the problem with this is like, to me, it's, it has nothing to do with the Vikings. It has nothing to do with Kirk. I actually think Kirk is like one of the best businessmen in the history of professional sports. The, the problem is just like a misunderstanding of... I, I'm going to push back on that. I think he got lucky. Yeah, but like, but look, luck, it, it, like we've all gotten lucky. Of like course. I'm lucky to be your podcast partner, but I press oh, that thanks. edge every single day. Thank you. Okay? So the, the, <laughs> the, the thing is, I, the thing is, the, it's just, it's just a really, it's, it's very difficult for me. And look, I've been, I was proven wrong about Stafford. I think you can take a quarterback like Cousins or Stafford and put him on a ready-made team and for it not to be the worst gamble in the world, mm -hmm. right? We saw that with Cousins when first went on Minnesota. That failed spectacularly, but we saw it with the Rams and that yeah. won a Super Bowl. Flags fly forever. I think Stafford is also what proves the other side of this, which is you cannot build a team from scratch around a, a quarterback like Kirk or like Stafford or like Tannehill who's making a veteran deal. I don't think I just don't think there's enough slack to build a team from not being very good. Like like uh, Vegas too. Yeah. Like I and that's where I'm worried because again, like I would like to see that regime succeed because of what it represents and also the people involved. I just have a very hard time seeing it succeed given this decision here as long, you know, given this decision here even if it's just delaying the inevitable for a couple of years. Don't you? I mean, do you agree with that? You, it's it's very hard to win consistently around a quarterback who's not elite, who's making veteran money. I mean, we just talked about Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and the barriers that their teams that they're have, under and they're elite that their teams have to winning, right? And look at the look at the Packers. The Packers are a great example of this. The Packers are freaking out trying to figure out how they're going to pay all of these players, right? And they're going to pay Aaron Rodgers an obscene amount of money, you know. And this is where we bring the Brady thing into it. Yeah. Brady's going to make $20 million next After year. After they restructure him, yeah. You know, that is that, – that money matters. It's not baseball. And to get – and this is the tough thing. This is how I believe it went down in Minnesota. And again, I have no inside information. I'm putting myself in the position of ownership and trying to really think about that the way they view things. You go, hey, and everyone knows this about sports, by the way, in football. The quarter, most of the decisions are the GM's call. The quarterback, that goes to the owner. Okay? It's very much a... There's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean, fuck. I mean, look at the Cowboys. Everything goes to the owner. But like, it doesn't matter where you are. Quarterback, it comes to the owner. Who met with Deshaun Watson? The owner said, yeah. okay. That, well, know. he's part of the Illuminati with the owner, right? Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Especially Kirk at $230 million So here's earnings. the thing. You're sitting there as an owner, and you go, I've just brought in a new GM, a new head coach, and here's the option on the table. 
let's say it's Baker Mayfield and a couple of high picks. The, the periphery around Baker Mayfield is not positive. And you bring him in and that passionate fan base goes, oh my God, this guy stinks. He's not, he doesn't have done a great job of winning over fan bases with some of his actions. And certainly the OBJ thing colors him really poorly in the context of last year. And as an owner, you go, you know what? That's not worth it for me. And I think one of the really challenging things for owners to do, and actually it's something that Chris Collinsworth, our owner, does a really great job of, is empowering people to make decisions, right? And to give them the opportunity to, yeah. you know, to, to win and lose and learn from it and not feel like the world is going to come crashing down. And that's something that isn't yeah. that common. And yeah. I, I just think that's what happened in this situation. Now, does that mean that this is the worst thing to ever happen to the Minnesota Vikings? No. Is the extension for four years? No, right? Like, yeah. So it, I would say that there's a way for this to be a win for Quezzy <laughs> in that, look, he gets it. For, he's a businessman as well. As much as he is an uh, analytics-minded GM, He's all, he also understands the business of it, spent time on Wall Street and gets that. Like, you, you still have to play the game off the field as well. Yeah, I think that the, the, most, the most frustrating thing for this is somebody who would like to see the team succeed and would like to see the regime succeed. Yeah, is, even though you're a Chiefs fan, to be clear. I am a Chiefs I, I am a Chiefs fan. But I would like to see this team succeed um, is the, the essentially what they did is say – like, it, it's – like. There is something structurally wrong with with the with the construction of the team, right? Yep. And it's almost even funnier now that they they extended Kirk Cousins two years ago. Rick Spielman said so they could pay Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce three years, twenty seven million, is the biggest outside free agent they've mm -hmm. ever signed in mm -hmm. the Cousins regime. They just cut Michael Pierce so they could sign another defensive tackle, uh, uh, Harrison Phillips. I, the the thing that I, I don't like necessarily about what's happening is it feels like they just took out two guys that they thought sucked at their jobs and put in two guys that they think are good at their jobs with the same sort of underlying structure and said, that should be enough. Whereas no one went to look at the underlying structure of what was happening. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It would be like, um, you know, if we had a management structure at work that was terrible and it was hurting all of us and they just fired all of us and put new people in. I don't necessarily think that that would have, like they might have like a, an epsilon effect, but it's not going to have like true big, you know, cause this, I mean, this team has been mediocre for basically my entire life and that, you know, and not bad, not bad, but mediocre. And, you know, they're up against a green Bay Packers team. That's won 13 games for three straight years. Like there needs to be regime shifts for them to compete in that division. And instead it feels like they just want to be a better version of who they've always been, which I just don't think is a sustainable way to win. It's a sustainable way to improve your life. That's what's so funny. It's like, I just wake up every morning trying to be a little better than I was the day yeah. before, you know? Yeah. Um, that's like, that's like you know, switching from like Popeyes to Chick-fil-A or something like that. It's like, it's the same structure. Maybe one's like 2% healthier, but it's still bad. Someone asked, uh, now we're getting sidetracked here. Someone asked me about, it, they're like, hey, I listened to the podcast. Um, member of the syndicate. Yeah, somebody got somebody messaged me on LinkedIn and said, "Hey, I'm a member of the syndicate. Uh, can I, how do I break into sports?" <laughs> member of the syndicate, uh, David Donovan, who mentioned me, is like, "Hey," and and he's uh, a member of our 
company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like I'm getting phone calls from members of the syndicate every day. But he was like, yo, um, I hear you talk about eating all this, like ri these ridiculous meals. And he's like, I just want to like try and find out like, what are you doing? Cause you're not like 400 pounds. And even though I'm not in a particularly great uh, shape right now, oh, but stop. I, what I thought about was this, the, the, I mean, and I don't have any secret. I just like never eat out unless I'm eating a good meal. Right. And I thought about this. I haven't had like a meal delivered, like DoorDash, Postmates, any of that stuff. And it dawned on me that that's like something that's normal for a lot of people. And I, yeah, yeah. Is that something that you do? Dude, I actually today, this sounds bad, but I, so the, like if we're running late with the kids and stuff, we'll have like my wife and I will like have, this sounds first world problems. You can make fun of me for all you want. We'll have like coffee delivered to the house. Like if we're literally wow. out of coffee wow. and I'm like trying not to die. That's a thing. Yeah. Like there's a Tim Hortons, like six miles away from my house. Wow. And like, I hate to be like Mr. Economist here. I'll play one on TV. But like with gas prices the way they are, it, there's actually a little edge, a little edge there. Um, and they're going to laugh in there. Um, but anyway, there's so like an edge to ordering coffee from Postmates or wherever. Or well, guys, if gas is up, I mean, carry the two 66% over the last year, but DoorDash rates are not up. You mean instead of driving your car to get right. gas? How about being a normal human being and ordering it on Amazon? Sure. I'm just saying <laughs> if we're out of coffee, we'll order like... How do you end up out of coffee? I, I don't know. I mean, if I'm I, if I'm ever close to being I know out my, of coffee, my dad's my dad's a member of the syndicate, you, and he you know was there somebody, are coffee subscriptions, by the way. I look, I have not gotten there yet, but like I, my, now I've got a gift I'm gonna rip, for you. I got to rip. I'm I got to rip on my, my my dad. My dad's a member of the syndicate. He listens. Growing up, my dad like had my dad. My dad was a a Sam's Club like buyer of bulk. Okay. And like you're never out of in anything. my in yeah, I was never out of anything, but it always just like kind of drove me insane that the whole house is full of like a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so I I'm very much like the other way, I guess, where I just like buy what I need. And unfortunately, in times like now where like I don't like since the pandemic, I like, don't drive a lot of places. Yeah. I you know, I bought a rower for my house so I don't even go to the gym and like but in certain cases, you get in a pinch and you're like, all right, DoorDash. But like, so the story goes today. Today, my DoorDash account got like suspended oh, for no. suspicious activity. Oh, no. And and so I'm like freaking out. I'm looking at my, <laughs> my credit card statement. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that. I call them. No wonder you weren't efficient today at work. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I call them and I look and I'm like, and I'm like, can you can you tell me like what the suspicious activity was? And they're like, no, we'll just reinstate your account. I'm like, okay, but like. What is happening? I'm actually concerned. I'm actually like concerned about this. Like, what did I? And I, yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. Um, they're like, you didn't you're, figure it out, sir. You're a sociopath. You order coffee. Yeah, now, I, that's. I, I don't. Worse. I mean, no, they didn't tell me. They said so there's someone out there just impot. The imposter. email. The email said that they deactivated my account in error. Hmm. Yeah, that happens a lot. I, right. Who's by the sitting way, there and being by the like, way, this you're running a really shitty company if errors are causing people's account to deactivate so they can't spend money. That's not good. That's yeah, not like, great. And I for look you. at I'm like, I'm like, did somebody like shame on you for ordering coffee from DoorDash? Can you imagine being a person that is delivering food and being like, I'm delivering this slob coffee? Come on. Come on. I'm getting you a coffee subscription. It's it's so easy. You just figure out how long it takes you to go through one, you know, I, dude, I can of coffee, this. and then you have it. 
here's 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 the problem, George. Growing up, mm-hmm. I was extremely neat and extremely type organized, a, type, yeah. type A, and it almost drove me crazy. I'm like almost the exact opposite of how I grew up, and actually, it's delightful. Every once in a while, I get in a pinch, but you know what? I can just order coffee. I'm like, like I, I, I grew up in the perfect time, George. Uh, you know what? Uh, and this makes me wonder how you, how Manscaped can help you in your life, given the way that your life has turned around here. Um, if you are looking to be more Type A <laughs> and really uh, clean and organized yeah. everywhere that it counts, Emphasis on clean. Uh, may I recommend, as a user of them myself, Manscaped. They've launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. Yes, I'm talking about the hair that's on top of your head, you sicko. Your mind goes I straight. I thought you were to gonna it. say not so private parts, <laughs> but <laughs> they're getting their money's worth. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off with promo code PFF. I'll let you know what I use. I use the lawnmower 4.0. I've talked about it a million times on this podcast. It's because I continue to use it and it continues to work. The battery lasts uh forever, it doesn't cut you, and uh you can travel with it easily. They also have two-in-one shampoo and conditioner because if you're buying shampoo and conditioner separately you're a complete fool hydrating body moisturizer because if your body uh moisturizer doesn't hydrate like what are you doing uh deodorant because yes you need it and then lip balm and this is important this is a psa to everybody out there member of the syndicate when you're going to vegas when you're planning your vegas trip bring lip balm Okay, it's dry out there. Why do I lose my voice every time I go to Vegas? Because the air is freaking dry. It's not because I'm screaming at the top of my lungs in the club. Don't worry. I don't go to those type of clubs. The club. You know that. Um, 20% off, free shipping, promo code PFF. Okay, we are going to talk futures quickly here. Quickly. Where would you like to start in the futures market? We're looking at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. We'll compare some of these across. Um, do you want to start with some division? Yeah, let's, let's look at it. So I think here's the thing. Shame works, okay? Mm-hmm. So in the AFC North, the Bengals and the Ravens are both plus 175. That did not open that way. Nope. Um, the Browns are uh, plus 330. The Steelers are plus 650. What do you think about the Trubisky move there from the Steelers? It's, I think it's fine. Trubisky's going to be okay. But here's the thing. I'll, I'll say this about Trubisky. Very smart man. Trubisky went to the Buffalo Bills, yep. who everybody believes has a clue. Yep. And let their reputation take him further than his could ever. Yep. Good for him. I, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky did nothing, and it massively helped because Matt Nagy was mm. bad, and Josh Allen is a rocket for an arm, and the Bills Mitch are Trubisky great. Mitch Trubisky took um, – The idea that Mitch Trubisky is good because Josh Allen is amazing blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say this. I think he's smart for a reason you didn't mention. You know where he went? The Steelers. Yeah, very a very loyal. It franchise. will be impossible. No, no. This is why. He's gonna no matter what he does, he's gonna be an upgrade. He's gonna be better than. It can't be worse. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the film from last year? It was not particularly pretty. He was, he was horrendous. He went to a team. This Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I don't know the guy. This was an incredible uh, coup for him. Is going to a team that consistently performs well. Mike Tomlin consistently gets wins out of that team, has a really good defense, a passionate fan base, has talented receivers, I might add, and he's replacing a quarterback that sucked. <laughs> I 
I'm going to say this right now. As I look at the AFC North division, I'm not betting on the Cleveland Browns. I'm not. Even with the Watson steam, I can't see Deshaun Watson wanting to go to Cleveland. I just can't. Not with an offer from the Saints. Not with an offer from the Falcons on the table. Um, both areas that are, you know, where he's from. So I, I don't see that happening. And the Baker Mayfield thing, clearly a shit show. Are they going to trade for Jimmy G? Like, who the hell knows? That that seems like a disaster. Jimmy G fluttering passes in Cleveland, Ohio ain't in happened. December. Yeah, feels, it ain't happening. Feels a little bit bad. The, the Ravens, we've talked about a bunch. I do not hate the Steelers at plus 650. Yeah, I, look, here's the thing. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. And, mm-hmm. and here's the other thing. Did you see that FanDuel posted the number two overall pick odds? Oh. The, the favorites to be the second overall pick in the NFL draft at plus three. Oh, it's changed a little bit. Yeah. Okay, both of them are plus 380. They were plus 340 yesterday. These are different than DraftKings, by the way. Malik Willis, Kyle Hamilton. So Malik on, Willis is going in the top ten. So on DraftKings, it's Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton plus three fifty, Aiden Hutchinson four to one, Trayvon Walker is five to one, and Malik uh, Willis is plus five fifty. Yeah. So like, the, the, by the way, if you want to get your your if you want to get your muscles moving on betting and you want to pick off some numbers, the draft is perfect because like you're never going to get a situation in a game a side or total yeah. or a money line where one book's offering you plus five fifty and the other book's offering you plus 380 i know the limits are a little low i know the markets aren't sharp but that is an interesting thing malik willis if he gets past the lions at two mm-hmm. is going to be a stealer in my opinion i think the Steelers oh, are going so? to try because here's the thing like the mitch trubisky signing reminds me of when the bears signed mike glennon and then you know oh that was three, three years it was like three uh, years. i disagree i think that legitimately in the nfl people think hey look this was a guy that was the number Mike Lennon was not the number two overall pick, right? Hey, he's number two overall pick. Matt Nagy sucked. Clearly, this guy wasn't utilized to the best of his ability. He's got a little mobility. He's over there learning from Josh Allen. I heard that that they sleep in the same hyperbaric chamber, and some of that arm talent's been going over to Mitch Trubisky. And like, yeah, I legitimately think that this move to me spelled for the Steelers. We're not going to overspend on a quarterback in the draft. To me, this said. We might draft a guy in the second or third round because we want Mitch Trubisky to have the, the full confidence that he can succeed. Now, how this could very well go is how Russell Wilson in Seattle went where, you know, so-and-so gets drafted in the second or third round, comes in and beats the brakes off Mitchell Trubisky, and everyone laughs. Here, here's, the, here's the only rebuttal I'll have. Trubisky was, what, two years, $14 million. Yeah. Glennon was three years, $45 million, $18 million year one. Well, Sure. I get, the, I get from the contract perspective. I'm talking about like do they think he, the real perception. And the, and the Steelers have three quarterbacks. Two of them are first-round picks. Mm-hmm. One of them is Mason Rudolph, third-round pick. So maybe that's not the, in the cards. But I think I, I, the, the, my strong opinion, which is weekly held, is that, the, is that the Steelers are going to move from 20 to like 8 and take Malik Willis. Now – Malik Willis, because I think that the trajectory has been the same as Mahomes in 2017, which was, you know, at the whole start of every all of this, everybody's like, oh, Malik Willis, pretty good prospect, might yeah. be a bottom half of first round guy. That's kind of how Mahomes was, right? Everybody's like, everybody linked the Chiefs to Mahomes early on because the Chiefs picked 27. Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, combine happens, interviews happen. Everybody's like, oh, he's pretty freaking good. And, you know, then the Chiefs had to go all the way up to 10 to get Mahomes. Yep. Like I, the Steelers have been linked to Willis, right, since the senior bowl when Tomlin got a look at him. And it's kind of like, well, at 20, he should be there. And, you know, Steelers just moved up from 20 to 10 to get Devin Bush, a man they're just replacing now or or complimenting now with Miles Jack, who they just signed during the show. Um, I, I think Malik Willis, but then Malik Willis can sit for a year behind, you know, Trubisky the same way that Trubisky sat behind Mike Lennon for four games because Mike Lennon was Cheeks. We've gotten privilege mentioned on the podcast and now Cheeks. <laughs> Um, before you, I'll let you pick the, the division to go to next while I remind everyone that if you want to bet on these things, go to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NBA. There's a lot of NBA basketball to bet on right now. I'd be lying to you if I don't occasionally, frequently turn on the television in the middle of an NBA game while I'm eating dinner in the 30 minutes before I start working again. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to let it fly. And here's the shitty thing, Eric. I'm never awake to see whether the bet hits or not. Um, but you can go to DraftKings and use promo code PFF. And when you make a deposit as a new customer, you can get $1, $1 that you bet on any NBA team. And if they win, you will then get $150 in free bets. And then what you do is you go put that on draft props and you profit. All you have to do is listen to this and Eric will just feed you uh, opportunities to pick off good um, numbers on draft props. If sports betting is not legal in your state because they are a laggard, it's okay too. DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest offer huge cash prizes for you every single night. I'm not that big of a degenerate sicko, but maybe you are. And if you are, I commend you for it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Promo code PFF. Just $1 on NBA, any NBA team. They win $150 in free bets for you. That's promo code PFF. 21 and over. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Next division. All right. Here's one that... I want your opinion on because I feel like this is man. I'm ready. Seat, I'm ready. I have short. I have so many. The NFC East, Dallas That's minus one fifteen. We're gonna go Philadelphia three to one. Washington football team four. To, they're always okay. they're all, they've always they're always gonna be Washington football team to me. Four to they one. They have to earn the commander's name. You can't walk in and be like I'm the commander. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That's not how this works. Yeah. Okay. I I know that they took. Pictures of Carson Wentz in a Letterman jacket. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. That is not a great look. No. Um, not how you become the a New commander. York football giants, 7-1. to one. Okay. So the, the, on one hand, yeah. I look at the Cowboys and I think, hand over fuck, here. How the fuck are they only like basically even money to yep. win the division? Yep. And on the other hand. And on the other hand, everything else. Yes. <laughs> that is where I'm at with this. <laughs> I so badly want a team in this division to separate themselves. Now, let me tell you why. There's an obvious one. And here's my problem. It's too obvious. The, the, you know when it's like some – you see this every week. You look at the board and you go, man, that's an obvious bet. Mm -hmm. And then your model comes back and says, not an obvious bet. And you're like, okay, there's a reason I thought it was an obvious bet. I'm an idiot. The Eagles are the obvious bet here where it's like, the Cowboys had to get rid of Amari Cooper. Um, there are 
so many reasons why you'd be a little hesitant about Mike McCarthy when the decision-making Dak looked like shit towards the end of the year. They have to get rid of Lyle Collins. That offensive line is not going to be as good. But everyone is on the Eagles. Everyone likes Sirianni. Everyone likes Jalen Hurts. Everyone likes Devontae Smith. But I have a hard time. I mean, I just I have no faith in the Commanders. I'm sorry. I have zero. The 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 Washington Commanders could be ten to one. I'm not betting on them. Yeah, I like the Giants. Yeah, like I will bet the Giants where I'll bet them. The challenge for me with the Giants is they just aren't very good and they have draft capital in this draft, but I don't know that there's a Jamar Chase out here for Daniel Jones. If, if you see, but what like I'm they okay, I I agree with that a little bit. Their but team let me, is not good. I they don't need to be good. That's the point. Like I think if the Dallas I mean, the, the Cowboys and the Eagles have talent, I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying the at Giants seven, don't really have talent at seven to one. I don't need them. To, like look. Wait, let me let me tell me the narrative. Tell me the story. Okay. How do the New York Football Giants win this division? Okay. All right. Sing me let, this. Let's song. look at this. Let's look at this offensive line for a second. Please. You have Andrew Thomas, one of the most improved players in the NFL last year at left tackle. Okay. You have Matt Neal Perk. He improved, but how good was he? 78.9 grade. Yeah, he was, was good awesome. last year. You have Matt Neal Pert at right tackle. Mm-hmm. John Feliciano, who they just signed. Mark Lewinsky, who they just signed. So two yeah. veteran interior guys. Yeah, don't, there you go. don't fuck it up, guys, on the yeah. inside. Got to build a pathway for uh, Saquon to get three yards. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton are all NFL pass catchers. All of them. You have Daniel Jones, who has always graded better than the outputs. That's and you fair. know why that is? Because That's last fair, because the outputs suck. Well, not That's why. I mean, look. We're going to get a very, very, very good look into how bad Jason Garrett was, right? Right. Ah, that's a good point. Jason there's, Garrett. There's a lot of positive regression there. Jason Garrett and uh, <laughs> Joe I'm Judge. I'm sold. Is the syndicate going in on the Giants? I, I, so, and then look at the defense. Just humor me for a second. Xavier McKinney is a top pick out of Alabama. He's a good football player. JC Jack, uh, not uh, Dory Jackson's a good football player who had a pretty good season last year. Mm-hmm. James Bradbury. Now they might let go of him, but he's a good corner. Uh, Blake Martinez has played well for them. He didn't play the greatest last year. Leonard Williams is a stud. De- uh, Dexter Lawrence is a stud. Aziz Ojulare is a guy with some pedigree. And then you're picking at two and or you're picking. Two times in the top ten, we're in a draft that has edges, which you need, and offensive linemen, which you like, you could piece together. The defense, I think, was Patrick Graham was good, and they lose him. I think that's a, an issue, and they lose. Um, I'm uh, they get Logan Ryan. They're going to lose your Bill Peppers, I believe, in free agency, or or maybe they cut him. But like the defense was never the issue there. They had talent, mm-hmm. and they you know they they played largely well, and they can supplement that now. This like you know the 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 2022 Giants to me are the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh no! There you have it. Okay, I want to quickly hit a couple of other divisions um, that I um, am interested in. So uh, you know I was going to ask you about this one, the NFC West. The Los Angeles Rams plus 160, San Francisco 49ers plus 185. Arizona Cardinals are plus 310, and the Seahawks are 9-1. to Now, a couple of questions for you. The first is, 
What the hell is happening with Jimmy G? Dude, I... Did you see my tweet? No. You remember Jim Druckenmiller? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Jim Druckenmiller started one game. Yeah. First round pick for the Niners. Yeah. At least Trey Lance got two starts. But there's no way, right? <sighs> is that what this is setting up for? Because part of me goes, look, until Deshaun Watson moves, fuck him, um, that no no other quarterback's gonna move, right? Mm-hmm. But also, there's like no steam. And the thing with Watson is that he's not going to the Colts. And so I would expect to hear a little bit more around Jimmy G to the Colts, to be honest with you. Because if it's not the Colts... Could be Cleveland. It could be... Could be Cleveland. Can't be Seattle because that's interdivision. Although, is, Cleveland, is Cleveland really like, oh yeah, we can't bring in... We're going to bring in Jimmy G to be an upgrade over Baker Mayfield? Jimmy G would be an upgrade over Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay, sure. I get that. But like... Not that dramatically. No, and and actually Baker at his peak is better than Jimmy at his peak. It's just that you stop. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm thinking if they stick with Jimmy G, they have a lot of explaining to do. And look, I and I look on one hand, you should not is let, plus one eighty five them sticking with Jimmy G, or is that Trey Lance? It's got to be Trey Lance. There's, is that fair? It should be longer with, with Trey Lance. Right? Given, given what we know. There's and just. The Rams have only gotten longer. They opened at 150. It's 160 now. The, the the Seahawks aren't making that number go down. No. The Cardinals at plus 310. I mean, the Cardinals, like, let's let's take a, like, the Cardinals are the worst. And I, I'm confident in saying this. The Cardinals are the worst team coming off an 11-6 season in yeah. NFL history. Yeah, I agree. I, I Ramsplaining. The joke. Yeah, I, I get it. Okay, it was, it was well done. I just have been wanting to make this point. I think the Rams at plus 160 are yeah. a, 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 an auto bet. I, the Niners, and I, I'm a Niners fan, but like, and I, I love Kyle Shanahan. I love that team. Um, I'm excited about him. There is way too much variance with Trey Lance to be like, oh yeah, they should be plus 185. The Cardinals have a lot of things going on, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're not going to have Chandler Jones back in all likelihood. Now, the interesting thing with the Rams is I would have expected this number to go down, and here's why. At the beginning of free agency, it seemed like Von Miller was going to be on his way out. But no, now he might, he might. the Broncos no longer as viable a destination with Randy Gregory. The Chargers just traded for Cleo Mack. Vaughn Miller isn't out here trying to go play for some team that's trying to go and win eight games. He wants to try and win a Super Bowl. And by the way, their path to winning a Super Bowl just got a little bit better. Why? Because Russell Wilson went from that division to the other. I mean, so if you look at the NFC, there if you look at the NFC, there are three teams that are good. Like three teams that are good. Yep. It's the Rams, the Packers, and the, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. <laughs> and and the Buccaneers got worse. The Packers got worse. Right, like yep. all three of those teams got worse. Yep. Um, and and it, I mean the Rams are probably better. You know, Stafford in year two of this regime and all that yep. stuff. But the 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 tricky thing here, I, and I I want to circle this back broadly about the whole division. The whole division plays the a- AFC West. Mm-hmm. So the NFC West plays the AFC West. Yep. And the NFC South 
So, right? Yes, yep. the NFC South. So, win totals in that division, I you probably want to bet under on, on like the Niners and the and the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Maybe not the Rams because if the Rams clean everybody up, they could win twelve games or so. But that that's a mer- for both the AFC West and the NFC West. Like that cross divisional, yeah. you know, situation might make win totals lower than you think for both of those divisions. But I I agree with you. The thing with the Niners is you don't want to be tethered to sunk costs. Mm-hmm. But it, you also don't want to give – you also – like, is Jimmy Garoppolo – like, to me, the, the whole don't be tethered to sunk costs thing is choosing Aaron Rodgers over moving on with Jordan Love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and I, I like I, – I think Jimmy G is a winner. I actually don't mind him. Are there any other teams that we're not thinking about other than the Colts and the Browns at this point? Maybe Houston. They seem – if they don't Davis want Mills. Yeah. Baker, then – Yeah, Houston could be Colts. Yeah. What about the loser of the, the Giants the even The Giants even moved on backup quarterback to Tyra Taylor. Like, they're basically yeah. going with Jones and Taylor. The interesting ones to me – the interesting, maybe the most interesting one to me are the Saints if they don't get Watson. Yeah. The Saints might try because, like, I don't think Dennis Allen was a coach, like a rebuild coach. Yeah. I think he was just like a continue it. Who? Oh, by the way, um, Ian Rappaport just report Vaughn Miller to the Bills. Oh, wow. That's a house. Holy wow. bucket. The whole AFC is not fucking around. Wow. Okay. So let me retract that now. Um, Let's look at the uh, let's look at the AFC East. Bills are the biggest favorite in any division. Yes, uh, they are now minus two twenty five. Patriots plus three fifty. Dolphins plus six fifty. Jets plus two twenty. Let me just say this: Von Miller is going to be great next year. Okay, the combination, the statue, the statues that are yeah. Tua. Mac Jones and whatever the hell happens with Zach Wilson, it's going to be a great year for Von Miller. What? Wow. That's a nice move by the. I Bills. bet you it's good money. Too. I bet you it's not breaking the bank money, but like uh, th- this is and and people will say, oh, you know, people will say everything about everything. But here's the thing: the Bills. This is like, I I guarantee you the Bills didn't didn't bend over backwards to make this deal. By the way. Best available free agents remaining on PFF.com. Von Miller was number two. Teron Armstead still, still out there. On Deshaun Watson still yeah. out there. Um, Allen Robinson, Bobby Wagner, uh, Jadavian Clowney, Tyron Matthew, OBJ, Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore. Um, uh, so go to PFF, check out all of those players, and make sure you're staying up to date when they get signed. Uh, should we close out the little ball sack? Yeah, I, I just look. I, I we're not. It's abbreviated ball sack segment because yeah, we do um, them on Sundays. JJ Reddick at JJ underscore Reddick, and NBA legend, college yeah. basketball legend, too. college basketball legend. Yeah, ball sack sports is the greatest thing to happen to NBA Twitter. Big fan here. Big fan at ball sack sports. He even added ball sack sports. They're they're on the come up. Do you think that they? I wonder if. Is this like a way to do it if you are trying to be a media company is to like be the onion and then like do they bait and switch? 
No. Do they do they get to some point where they're just like, look, we've already gotten this big ass following, no. right? Because that's half the battle is getting a following. Get this big following, and then instead of being the onions, mm-hmm. they just want to be. Von Miller got six years, hundred twenty million. So that's less than market rate, right? It's a good deal for him. Yeah, it's a good deal for him. Yeah. Bills must have to make them. They must have to cut Cole Beasley or something because they're at only eight. Uh, but maybe they structured it in a, in a certain way. Good for them. That's good, good for them. And by the way, deserve for Von Miller, who people thought, oh, this guy's washed. He's washed. Yeah. Dude dominated last year. Dude, whoever plays right tackle for the Chiefs, buckle up. Buckle up. The Chiefs fan comes you got, out. You have Khalil Mack. You have Randy Gregory. You have Von Miller. Um, you have uh, Max Crosby. Yoey Bosa. Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're, is there a week off? No, not in this league. It's a week to week league, Eric. You know this. That was our podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We love you all. JJ Reddick, new member of the syndicate. Welcome. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you all on Sunday night. Peace. In the dark, you shine.